0: You're now listening to Tokyo Speaks, a podcast that highlights the international community in Tokyo. And if you didn't know, Tokyo Speaks was formerly known as the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. I'm Cliff, your host, your only host for today. And uh, before I introduce uh, my guests, I just want to let new listeners know that, um, yeah, we've been doing this for two years And we recently rebranded, I rebranded the podcast as Tokyo Speaks, all right? But you can go back and listen to old episodes, and it's still the same podcast, same awesome guests, and cool content. You can learn a lot about what's going on here in the Tokyo community and who's all a part of that community. All right, today I have with me another awesome leader in the community who is here with two members of her team, I'll let her and her team introduce themselves.
1: Okay. Thanks so much for for having us and the introduction. My name is Susanna. Um, I'm from Austria. I've been in Tokyo for about four years now. And um, about two and a half years ago, I founded um, Machine Learning Tokyo. We started as a community, and today it's a nonprofit organization. And, um, yeah, I'm super excited to be here at this podcast.
2: So Hello, my name is Dimitris. I'm from Greece. I'm an engineer here, a machine learning engineer in Tokyo. I work for a Japanese company. And I came to Japan around two and a half years ago. And something more than one and a half year ago, I joined Machine Learning Tokyo. And since then, I give some presentations for the computer vision team.
3: Hi, uh, my name is Asir. Uh, I'm from Bangladesh. Uh, I've been in Tokyo for about three and a half years now. I've been a part of the community for a bit over two years, um, and I started out as just a, a member uh, attending the events and um, saw opportunity to contribute, and uh, that's how I became part of the team. I work as an ML engineer in Tokyo as well.
0: All right, thanks for introducing yourselves. Uh, also, want to congrats, say congrats to MLT on the on winning the Rakuten Technology yeah. and Innovation Silver Award in two thousand
1: nineteen. Yeah. Congrats. just recently in December yes. thank you I've been following <laughs> I've been
0: following yes so, yeah it's uh, been
1: pretty unexpected and, and um, it, it was really an honor to be there um, a lot of like really amazing startups AI startups uh, have won um, I think they have several awards uh, the gold award and the silver the leadership award and yeah we were super excited to be among them
0: yeah that was pretty cool alright so yeah let's uh, move along with the show alright As the founder and director of MLT, what inspired you to start this
1: group? So, it was basically just because I needed it for myself. So, my background is in in linguistics and NLP, and I was use, using very simple methods. So, I was uh, back then. I I was working on my. I just started my PhD actually, and um, I realized very quickly that to process text, we need more complex computational methods. And I started reading, like, three or four years ago about machine learning and deep learning. Um, And the more I read about it, the more I realized, okay, this is a technology that is going to change, like, so many things. And um, that's when I started writing my first machine learning algorithms and getting more into into the nitty-gritty stuff. Um, But I also realized that probably, you know... um, I could learn, or at least this is what I thought, I could learn so much faster if I would learn with other people, especially like with people who have an engineering background, a computer science background, a math background. And uh, in teams, maybe, you know, every person brings something else to the table, has their own skills, has their own background. And I thought that maybe together we can learn faster. And we started two and a half years ago just as two people, uh, meeting up every week and every week we were more people and more people uh until the point that we couldn't fit all the people anymore <laughs> in the co-working space so that's how everything started
0: wow that's pretty impressive and uh, i'm glad that you mentioned the fact that uh, you know like ai and how it's affecting everybody um i think that's uh definitely a message i wanted to uh, I wanted to get across on this episode, and we're going to talk a lot about AI. Mm. Um, But first, I want you to define uh, what is machine learning?
1: So there's... um Machine learning is a very technical term. As you know, many people use AI, uh, artificial intelligence, which is a a very broad and vague kind of term, and it's very conceptual. So it can mean a lot of things. It can be technical. It can be completely conceptual. It can include machine learning and deep learning, but it can also include hybrids, uh, expert systems, more classical Um, More classical systems like rule bases, knowledge graphs, and other things. And machine learning is a subset of AI, and it's a very technical term. So when we talk about machine learning, we're talking about algorithms that learn from data. So we have... um, So especially like in the supervised learning uh, kind of field, and maybe we should actually talk about the supervised uh, field because this is the most commonly deployed and the most common use cases that we see. And with supervised learning, I mean that we have some data. It can be any kind of data. It can be, you know, numbers, tabular data, but it can be also, uh, it can be images, it can be text, it can be speech. It can be videos and other things. And we have some sort of uh, annotation, some sort of label, something that, uh, some label that describes that observation. And machine learning algorithms learn to map those inputs to outputs and to make predictions on unseen data. So that's the very, very uh, kind of rough, high level intuition about machine learning.
0: All right. And uh, while you mentioned deep learning, and mm. when I was kind of reading up on this, I came across that term, and I was just like, okay, machine learning, deep learning, what's the difference?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, so deep learning is yet another subset of machine learning, and uh, we, we have the same kind of it – share the same uh, intuition that we learn from data. But uh, with machine learning, we oftentimes, especially with very complex data, such as images or text, we had to do a lot of feature engineering by hand. So we had, like, engineers had to hard code a lot of the features, a lot of the properties, like very specific properties um, that come along with that data. Um, And with with deep learning, or neural networks, so that's kind of the term that we use. Neural networks, they learn these features without a human input. So we don't have to feature engineer anymore. We don't have to hard code certain features. The neural network learns those features um, by themselves. And the way to do it is they have certain properties. There are like certain mathematical operations within the network um, that allows us to um, to adjust some numbers, so we call them weights and biases, and we have to adjust those weights and biases, those parameters, until we get very, very good predictions. And that's kind of the main difference between machine learning and deep learning. Wow,
0: sounds very technical. I don't know if that makes <laughs> any sense. Yeah, it, it, it made some <laughs> sense to me. Yeah. So um, you know, so can you give us an example of how machine learning is used? Something like a common example, something that something that we all humans use or see every day.
1: Yeah, you know we're we're foreigners in Japan, right? Yes. So I think one of the things that we all use every now and then, some maybe more often than others, is Google Translate, right, or some sort of translation system. Yes. And what's underlying or what's underneath uh, the, the interface that you see is a deep neural network. And this deep neural network is trained on a lot of, lot of text data. So it is trained, it has seen many examples of, uh, of input sentences. And these input sentences can be in English, for example. And it learns to translate into Japanese. So I mentioned earlier on we're mapping inputs to outputs, right? So in this case the neural network is learning how to how to translate from English into Japanese. So this is just one kind of use case that we see um in the real world that we all use. And I think it's important um you know we we just uh, kind of talked about this earlier on um machine learning is is um uh, it's affecting all of us, right? So we use it; it's in our everyday lives, and I think that's why it's really important, kind of, to uh, understand just a little bit what are um, what is the basic intuition behind those algorithms.
0: Yeah, and you know, you mentioned uh, Google Translate, and it seems like it's not always a smooth translation with like from language to language. Yeah, it seems it's kind of off; like it doesn't come off very natural. Do do you understand what I'm saying? I am, yeah. Okay. It's
1: it's a very hard problem. Okay.
0: (laughs) So you guys, so they're still trying to figure it out, still trying to make it better. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's it's very hard. And machine learning is not something that uh, is going to give you perfect results uh, at any point. But it's important to understand, like, language is particularly hard. Yes. It's very, very hard. Because uh, in linguistics, you you kind of uh, know that, uh, we have a finite set of elements. So we have uh, our words or we have our kanji or uh, w- whatever system you're you're in. Um, but the, the potential combinations of those elements, of those words or kanji or tokens, uh, are infinite. Yes. So it's very hard to build systems that uh, are either mapping inputs to outputs that I just earlier said, let's say we have some text and we just map some label to it, and it's even much harder if you're trying to translate, if you have um, deep learning systems that are trying to translate from la- one language to the other um, for uh, many reasons. You know, Japanese, for example, is, uh, is, a, is a language that works very differently than than English there's yes. a lot of information implicit um it's it's very hard to uh, you you know you kind of have to read in between the lines exactly. right so uh, it's hard for us humans um it's very hard for for deep learning algorithms
0: and yeah so uh yeah talk about uh, the group a little bit um, yeah. what do you guys do uh, what type of events uh, projects talk about
1: everything what you got going on yeah, maybe uh, I'll just kind of introduce really quickly. So MLT is a uh, non-profit organization, non-profit, Ipanjadan Hojin, to be very precise, in in Japan. Um, we have about 4,500 members. We are a very engineering and research-focused community. And um, so our main goal or, or our mission, if you will, is to democratize machine learning, which means to make it accessible uh, to as many people as possible, not only re- engineers and researchers, but uh, all kinds of people, uh, especially also like domain experts, so people that are coming from different fields and who are interested, like myself, and who are interested in using machine learning for or um, whatever use case they're working with. And then the past two years, uh, we did mainly kind of three directions, which is we work on open education. We do a lot of workshops, uh, a lot of uh, machine learning and deep learning workshops, um, hands-on where we write code. Uh, study sessions, and so on. We do um, open source, so we work on projects that uh, where we open source code uh, for specific projects that we're working on. And the third thing is uh, open science, so we work with a lot of universities here in Japan um, where uh, we work on research, but also uh, we help um, researchers from different backgrounds um, to kind of get into machine learning And maybe you guys want to talk a little bit about some of the stuff that we've been doing.
2: Yeah, sure, so one of the fields, because there are different fields, as Susanna mentioned, there is a field regarding uh, language, for example, natural language processing. There is another field regarding uh, images or videos, which is computer vision related. So personally, I belong to the computer vision field. And what we do is, we organize different workshops where we show what it is about, uh, what kind of tools can you use uh, in if you want to run a project by yourself, how you can write actual code, because one of the other things we do at the workshops is live coding. So we, so we write the code with the people and we show how we can uh, code this, uh, what are the issues that we might have, how we can solve them. And the general idea is uh, to give the tools and the skills that, or at least a guide to uh, everybody that is interested in getting into this field of machine learning and how they can continue. And then we have, of course, study groups where they can study something more specific or even papers. So we can read papers together and try to understand some more technical notions, um, maybe also for computer.
3: Sure, yeah. Um, So uh, my involvement with MLT is is sort of similar. Uh, A lot of things overlap with what uh, Dimitris was talking about. Uh, One of the other things that I've uh, I've worked on in the past uh, is actual research. So doing research, writing papers, and getting published uh, in academic conferences. Um, And one of the things that we uh, worked on uh, past year was... uh, uh, at a conference called, uh, NeurIPS, uh, which is one of the biggest, uh, uh AI conferences, uh, academic AI conferences, uh, in the field. And, uh, we, we published a paper at a workshop there.
1: So you traveled there, right? Uh, and you presented there. Yeah. Wh-
0: where was it?
3: <laughs> yeah. So the workshop was in Vancouver, uh, this uh, past December. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I went to present for the workshop, um, and, uh, just to give a brief introduction of what the workshop is about, it was about uh, creativity and machine learning and how machine learning can help us uh, enhance and give you a wider variety of tools to express your creativity.
0: Cool, cool. And
3: uh, I particularly work in uh, language, Uh, so uh, our our project at MLT was about uh, generating poetry, lyrics, using machine learning algorithms.
0: Wow, that sounds interesting. Poetry and machine learning. Say... um... Say I just come across machine learning somewhere and I'm somewhat interested. What do I need to know to get started? Or what kind of background do I need, knowledge base?
2: So I guess the two main things uh, that you should know is uh, to have some background in mathematics. For example, at least simple linear algebra. And then uh, programming, because everything you do regarding machine learning you code it so you have to know some language uh, some programming language uh, usually we use python for this so i would suggest to get to know to become f- comfortable with python and then there are different frameworks that you can use in order to start developing uh, machine learning projects so you have to know how to build uh, your database how to process the data then how to have a model then Never network model, and then how to train it, how to validate it. So everything regarding uh, this part. Cool.
1: But the cool thing is that that um, I think nowadays because everything is so accessible, like tools and and resources, is so accessible that um, it's very easy to get into tech and into machine learning. And I think one of the most interesting projects is, and I think, Asir, you have a lot of experience with it, is called Fast.ai. And um, so they are teaching deep learning um, from a top-down perspective. So you just dive straight into code. You don't look at theory. Uh, you just work on stuff directly. You write code and you work on your first projects And afterwards, you kind of deal with theory. And that kind of encouraged so many uh, domain experts, like people coming from, I don't know, uh, from the medical field, like doctors and radiologists, um, people coming from uh, social science and economists and um, all kinds of people to, um, yeah, take a deep dive into deep learning, if you will. I don't know if you, you probably know this better than I do, right?
3: Yeah, so I've, I have a, a bit of experience with the Fast.ai uh, course. It's, a, it's an online course, a, a MOOC, a massive online open course, and uh, mm. anyone can use it. Uh, you know, it's free. Uh, it's on YouTube, all their videos, and they also have a framework that they use in the course. And I've taken the course a couple of times. Um, and like Susanna mentioned, it's, it's a very top-down approach. Uh, a lot of people come in, you know, from very different backgrounds, you know, maybe just a little bit of coding experience, three, four months, or maybe less than a year, and they get started. And this whole philosophy is, uh, is just like, let's start making things first and worry about the theory and the math later on. And hmm. one of the things that, uh, that uh, I hear, especially at our, our study sessions and our workshops, mm-hmm. is that people are uh, overestimate how much they need to know how much people think, like, oh, you need to have, like, a PhD or, like, a, you know...
0: I tell you, when I was reading some of this stuff, I I felt like, whoa, this is, like, way out of my league. (laughs) (laughs) But it's good to know that. It's good that you can kind of jump in and, you know, worry about the difficult stuff a little later, maybe, or something, you know, later on. But you can just jump in there and get going.
3: Yeah, and uh, I think it's... it's Not only is it, like, motivating to, like, be able to build cool things that are interesting to you, it's... uh, I think it's also the feel also has to... Make an effort to make these things accessible to as many people as possible, not just people with like a academic or like a, a math background, um, and and that's that's been my experience with that course. Um, and 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 machine learning really thrives, or the best problems um, are like with domain experts. Mm-hmm. So if you can give them these skills to to make you know these models that can make you know small predictions, uh, they can do really great things in Tokyo. So someone uh, from the Japanese literature community does. Uh, Amazing research uh, on uh, recognizing uh, kuzushiji, which are like ancient Japanese kanji characters. Okay. Uh, using deep learning. Oh wow! So a lot of these people can't. So kuzushiji is like a very, very specialized thing. You have to like you know take a degree or something or lessons to like even reckon, like learn these kanji. And um, but if you can recognize them with deep learning and do like optical character recognition on them, um, a lot it becomes like, uh, you know this these documents or these texts become accessible to a lot of people very quickly.
0: Wow that's pretty cool so you you talked about things being accessible to to people and um, wanted you guys to kind of speak to the diversity in tech and in uh, deep learning, machine learning, because, you know, I, I see this is like a big topic now, diversity in tech and getting more women involved, pe- minorities, people of color. How important do you think that is to uh, your field of work? And what is the current scene like? Is it, is it diverse or are you making strides to kind of be more inclusive?
3: I can get us a bit started, maybe. Um, okay. So just going off what you had mentioned before with Google Translate thing, right? Uh, so, you know, you try to translate something from English to Japanese, it doesn't work that well. But what happens when you try to translate from English, to, like let's say Spanish or French, it does a lot better.
0: Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And uh, the, one of the reasons behind it is that, you know, ML is data-driven. Uh, and, if you, and since Japanese, most of the ML research has been done in the English-speaking world... If, uh, or you know the uh, French-speaking or Spanish-speaking world, uh, a lot of the other languages are sort of behind in this, right? And and because there isn't as much annotated data on those languages, um, and um, that's one of the sort of the uh, things you notice very quickly as you step into a field that oh well, oh we don't have data on this particular language, mm. um, so that's why we can't do a good enough translation. Okay. Um, but uh, but there's been some uh, there's been a lot of interesting work, uh, and 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 you know. Apart from Japanese, so let's say like more obscure or less spoken languages, let's say like dialects in, 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 in African countries. Okay. Um, but there's uh, there's some uh, groups that are just coalescing at these academic conferences where you just focus on like doing work with these like particular uh, languages that are not spoken as one as much, um, and then have people do research and present on them.
1: Uh, that's one that's definitely one big reason why we need diverse teams uh, why we need diverse teams in tech um, and machine learning and in machine learning um you know because it is data driven because we have algorithms that learn from massive massive data sets um it's important that we have diverse teams um that we have diverse skill sets but also people with diverse backgrounds and we have uh Uh, But yeah, more women included, of course. And the good thing is, uh, if I look at our community, our community is very diverse. I think uh, our community uh, members are coming from, we see like all kinds of backgrounds in terms of professional backgrounds, but we also see uh, different countries, different languages. Um, So it's very diverse. There are not enough women. So this is a huge, huge problem. And... uh, we realized that early on because I'm literally like I, I, I uh, co-founded this with Yuvraj and uh, so many times, especially in the beginning, in the first year, we had deep learning workshops where I was the only woman. Mm-hmm. And then we had 50 male engineers and we started doing twice a year um very uh, women focused events, women in machine learning, where we highlight um, some of the work of female engineers and researchers, but also try to be as inclusive as possible. So invite uh, everybody who wants to join and to kind of provide visibility for women uh, and encouragement for women to pursue a career in STEM, in tech, in in machine learning, but also have uh, um, you know domain experts coming from different backgrounds. Um, who are interested in a, in a career in machine learning. So, um, yeah, there, I think it has never been more important to have diverse teams than in the era of data and in the era of AI.
0: I don't know if this is a hot topic in tech or machine learning, but, like, uh, ethics. I think, you know, with especially, like, speaking about AI, um, a lot of people are fearful of its capabilities. And, you know, I think that's partially... Um, you know, lack of literacy, but also maybe like Hollywood movies and <laughs> all this crazy Skynet. stuff we see. You know, Terminator. <laughs> <and> <laughs> what do you think about? Should we should we be fearful of AI?
1: No, I think fearful is not like, maybe not the right word. Mm. Uh, I think we should be like always critical, right? Okay. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, um, it's not about machine learning. It's about what kind of decisions humans make. Uh, how they use technology uh, for their companies and for what for what kind of uh, purposes? And with machine learning, um, and that's why we need going back to the previous questions: diverse teams is because, again, we 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 have algorithms that learn from massive data sets. We um, we sometimes have bias in those data sets. So this is one of the major problems, and this is a very uh, Like This is a very uh, crucial topic to to talk about and for everybody to understand and to know about. It doesn't matter if you're actively working on it as an engineer or if you are on the user side. uh, Because there is bias and this bias can be perpetuated through machine learning algorithms that learn these kind of structures. So we need to be very careful about what kind of data we use. Um, and how we use it and how we deploy those systems. I don't know if you heard there ha- has been a few uh very difficult um very difficult. Um, kind of happenings in the past few months with uh, resume screenings uh, where uh, female, I think, uh, applicants were uh, almost like not recognized at all because of the very biased data set. Um, so so those are the real difficulties. And, and I think towards those, we should be very critical. And at some point, there probably will be regulation in place that where, you know, companies have to comply to a certain um, regulative environment. But, yeah, and that's the main problem at the moment. It's not like any Skynet dystopian <laughs> future perspective. Okay. Hmm.
0: What about jobs?
1: What about is jobs? Is AI
0: going to take our jobs?
1: AI is going to create a lot of jobs.
0: Oh, so it's going to create a lot of jobs. <laughs> it's
1: going gonna, it's gonna to automate. Of course, we're talking about automation. Yes. Um, I know
0: Andrew Andrew Yang yeah. spoke a lot about that. Mm,
1: yeah, yeah, I think so, um, and I think that's uh, yeah what what we probably uh, all know. But it's also going to create a lot of jobs, and I think in within the community we're very AI positive. So uh, it's like we really kind of love thinking about. Um, the opportunities that uh, AI creates, how we can use machine learning for good. So we are working on several projects where we use machine learning to um, to do, yeah, to to build systems for for the public good, for social good, and um, so that's that's what we mainly focus on. Also, like when when we're talking about automation and jobs. Um, this is another kind of uh, very critical point because there there's a lot of work that needs to be done from the political side in terms of regulation, ethics, and so on. So, that's maybe less of a of a technical uh, kind of issue than a political, maybe.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you want to do? Um, is any any last words you want to plug in or any ideas, any projects you've got coming up that you're yeah, working maybe, on?
1: Uh, just kind of a shout out to. Uh, the community and also to people who want to join let them know how they can join
0: yeah 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 definitely yeah you please do yeah. so, so yeah so how, how can you join MLT
2: so the idea is that uh, we organize as Susanna mentioned before different events uh, it's quite easy to find the events even from something like meetup for example the application or from Facebook and uh, there are some two maybe three events uh, per month and some smaller Uh, more regularly and uh, I would suggest someone that uh, would be interested in the field to just come and join, attend and talk with the members because as we mentioned before it's a big community, diverse community so for sure you will find people that have similar background and similar interests so and from this point you can join some projects. There are many people that are actually interested in finding more members uh, to join some mutual projects or just learn just ask how I can learn more about this. I am at this level I have tried this and this how, what can I do further on So I think it's a good opportunity for someone that wants to learn to just join and see how it goes.
0: I'll definitely be there. I, I've been cool. trying to, I've been <laughs> trying to come but uh, you know schedule and stuff but yeah. uh, one other thing I want to ask uh, is this like uh, mostly done in English? You do like these study sessions and events and stuff like that.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mo- most of our events are, are in English. Okay. Um, so that maybe uh excludes uh <laughs> Japan <laughs> some people. Yeah, English. no,
1: it yeah. does not. So most of our, our core team members they speak Japanese. Oh okay. And um yeah, we we're really kind of welcoming uh it doesn't matter what kind of English level you have, uh, we're welcoming all people to join us.
0: Okay. -hmm. All right. Cool. 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 Um,
3: And just to add on to the to MLT involvement. uh, our um, the, the involvement can be in, in diff- many different ways. So you know, if you just want to be passive and just want to hear more about things, attending our events is, is a great way to sort of listen in and, and just you know do a workshop, follow along uh, and see if it, you know if, if you like it or not. Um, if it, it can be very more active. Okay. We're always looking for people to do projects and get involved and you know, if you're really driven, if you really you know, want to do something and have ideas, you know, we definitely uh, ask you to reach out to us and, and because we have resources that can help you out. Uh, To get you started. Um, So it can be in any format you want.
0: Cool. All right. Last thing uh, your social media plugs. Where can they find you at on social media? You
1: can find us on all social media platforms, Machine Learning Tokyo.
0: Machine Learning Tokyo. All right. Thank you, Susanna, Dimitris, and Asir.
1: Thank you so much for having us. This was fun. Yes, it
0: was. All right. Cool. All right. That's it for Tokyo Speaks from Tokyo.